welcome to Hornsap. I'm Animesh. And I'm Peter. And yet again, we're talking to the demon stealer, Sahil Makija. Welcome back, man. Hey guys, thanks for having me as always. What did you have for dinner? I had, oh, it was a mix of leftovers that will be too elaborate to explain. No, man, please. I'm interested, actually. Please, please. Because, we, we need... No, I'm, this... I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely saying that because I, I enjoy your food eating videos. Right. So I had some, well, it all started with ordering something called a charcoal chicken on the weekend. Fuck, and, that sounds yeah, good. And a Turkish soup uh, from one of this uh, new Persian uh, home delivery services that has opened up. So I thought I would make uh, dal rice and eat charcoal chicken for lunch with that. And that was the plan. But Dipti ordered a burrito today, a ch- actually a chimichanga, which is a deep fried burrito. Okay. And she ordered a burrito bowl. So I ate half the chimichanga and I was full. So my uh, lunch was deferred to dinner. So for dinner, I had the veg pulao with some of that soup, which I pimped up by adding some leftover chowli, which is uh, black eyed peas that my mother sent for Dipti's lunch, which she could not finish along with a piece of the charcoal chicken. So... And and that, my friends, is the jibber jabber from Headbangers Kitchen. <laughs> Dude, I wish my like my food life was as exciting as yours is. Go, go live with Sahil. <laughs> it, honestly, it can be. You just have to like mix everything that's left over in the house and make sure you have meat for every single meal. <laughs> yeah, that 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 actually I kind of try and do. Yeah, but. We are not here to talk food, like only food as such, although I would love to just chat with you about food because, um, yeah, we're here actually because you've got a new EP coming out. It's called The Holocene Termination. How excited are you really about the EP, man? I mean, I'm always excited to put out new music. Uh, You know, what's not exciting is looking at sales figures. (laughs) <laughs> but but the process of putting out the EP is always fun. Uh, I enjoyed recording it. I enjoyed listening to the mixes and, and now obviously putting out the songs one at a time into the world. Hmm. And like this time you're like, you're, you're really hammering it in with all your tweets and stuff saying that this is not crowdfunded, that you're looking to um, like do a regular sales job of it, whatever regular means of sorts. Yeah. Uh, like, why why choose not to crowdfund it when like and then go down this route yeah so i guess i mean it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that wishberry shut down first of all so so i'm kind of out of a crowdfunding platform to start with because uh, as an indian citizen i cannot crowdfund on kickstarter nor can i use indiegogo so that kind of left me with an option of building my own crowdfunding um, sort of platform on a, on my own website in minimal cost and um, it wasn't really like it didn't really make sense to me like I was like I just open up pre-orders on Bandcamp and Red Wolf and you know hope for the best hmm. but I think I think that what I'm realizing is that you know when when you're not crowdfunding I think that urgency of buying the EP or supporting the project is not there so I think people are are like less enthusiastic about buying it for whatever reason. Like, hmm. yeah, but so then I must ask you. I mean, you've got like stuff like Bandcamp Friday uh, happening for the last 
year and a half or so right and yeah uh, unlike most of the artists that you know released separate you know releases and stuff like that you decided to do the complete opposite thing and put down all your music for free last year so yeah. has has any of that kind of like what you've seen of the last year and a half had an impact on your decision to not crowdfund or like you know what what is your uh you know results been or what you've seen over the last year and a half from bandcamp friday i'm very curious to know um so again because everything is up for free um it's not really changed much of of anything for me because i think when when people discover like i mean i have had a lot of people download for like 1 or 5 or pay a lot less than normal which is fine but i think a bandcamp as a platform is one where people do value music so it's not like you know once we set it up for free download suddenly there were like a million downloads or anything i guess everyone who had to pirate the album had pirated it and everyone who had to um you know buy it has already bought it you know and those who listen to it on streaming services like even myself i i i would just stream something rather than download it for free because that's kind of how i consume music today so it's not been any like major uh, like sales or downloads or anything but i mean there is the the constant discovery of the music so there are occasional sales there are occasional people downloading it for free or for cheap but uh, is this something i wanted to do for people you know just because i knew that especially that first year finances were tight for a lot of people and i'm sure there were enough people who were like you know i'll buy something later and and you know now they couldn't so hopefully it did uh, help them and give them access to the music hmm just just knowing you and we've had this chat earlier too um i remember i first had it with you at this at a gig at hard rock cafe where uh, where were you where you were i think you and i were only like amongst the 10 people who had come out to watch uh like a weird collection of black metal bands playing hard rock cafe what you I, playing no i wasn't, wasn't playing i wasn't no 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 i wasn't in solar dt at that time like wow. i'd left the band at that time but whatever okay. then it yeah. was solar dt i guess solar dt and uh, i can't remember who the other bands were yeah, a, a bold vocalist like really powerful like full muscle guy i i I can't remember right now but anyways are... yeah but that that chat and that's that's the first time I had this chat with you where you said that um essentially do like you were just contemplating metal music and what you were doing in metal music in India at that time and this was like god knows when hard it's been already a couple of years more 3 years or 4 years than that even hard rock cafe shut down so it obviously had to be even earlier than that yeah and um just again this is puts personal interpretation right of reading through your tweets etc it seems like at some level you're jaded with all this stuff that you have to do besides just making music is is that is that like a fair as fair assumption of sorts or a fair reading are you jaded with whatever's happening yeah i guess no i mean i've been having the longest midlife crisis of any metal musician i think <laughs> 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 when is the motorbike coming sale that's my question <laughs> that's what i'm saying see other people get motorbikes during their midlife crisis i hire drummers and other musicians and write <laughs> eps that's but that's, that's great no like like didn't that excite you the fact that you got to work with musicians that i'm assuming you were fan you were a fan of the fact that you are still making music etc doesn't that like 
Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Obviously, like, uh, that's see, a good like, thing, like, no? Yeah, like, but again, like at the end of the day, man, what what do you want out of your music, right? Like, okay, there is a part of you that is like. Yeah, okay. I want to make music. That's what brings me happiness. But at the end of the day, man, if you're just making music and sitting, and you're the only person listening to it, it's not really. I mean, that's you. You'll get some enjoyment, but you're like, I want people in the world to hear this. I want this music to spread. I want to uh, have some kind of success. And unlike other musicians in the metal scene in India, I have. I don't think anyone has dedicated their life to their music the way I have. Uh, you know like i'm not saying they're not there are people who are not passionate or anything but i definitely know that they've not like worked 15000 rupee a month jobs to to keep making music you know uh, as a metal musician like i know everybody in in sky harbor has got you know proper jobs that actually pay their bills and and the other thing is all these other bands have a a a, a progress chart which you can see is is improvement whereas for me i feel like it has flatlined somewhere for whatever reason and i guess maybe that's where all the jaded frustration has come from you know because when we started out even with demonic resurrection like we were doing resurrection gigs with 400 people in the in the crowd we sold you know 1000 copies of the return to darkness and like generally like you feel certain things should get easier as you go along and not harder like okay it was difficult to book the first festival we played at great 5 years later it should be a little easier to book a festival maybe to book a tour maybe to get something but like all that difficulty continuing along with the constant lineup changes to a point where i i don't have the like the will to even put out an announcement saying looking for band member anymore like cuz i don't have the patience to catch a young musician train him till he is at the level he needs to be to like have the best version of him in dr and then have him realize that man there's no money here i have to do something else to you know make a living and unfortunately for me we i've always pushed the uh, sort of difficulty level of all the music that we do which puts you in a spot where like the guys who are going to vibe with you on a on a say a mental level like who you can actually hang out with and you can who you know listen to the same music as you they don't have the skill levels to actually fit in the band you know so it's it's i, I don't know if i put myself in this position or if it's just the way things have gone so whatever i mean i guess everything just starts to weigh you down at some point and for the most part i've tried to tweet as and make as little drama about this as possible but every once in a while you know the 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 fingers slip up <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like after a while it's like okay what is up with sahil right you want to just yeah. like i i don't know man like genuinely i i want to understand from your perspective why do you think uh, the difficulties continue to exist for you i don't know i genuinely don't know maybe um i don't maybe my music just sucks knows <laughs> man like that and that's the thing right like i wish i had answers i wish i wish someone could tell me that hey man this is what you are doing wrong because i'll work to fix it like i yeah you, know, I, you are an incredibly hard working guy man like full respect to you for continuing to do what you do but yeah like yeah, but that is the weird thing no yeah and like i i wish 
like i i mean like i as you know I, like nolan's a good friend of mine and nolan's always like oh man you know i don't post anything about my music maybe you should just like not post and you know like more people will be interested if you don't post about it so much and let them discover it and all so the supply uh, versus demand kind of thing I, i don't know you know maybe i'm putting myself out there too much I, but again then you know like i've taken extended breaks from social media and tried to not post things but i've not i have not seen the the like i have literally tried everything so at some point you know you just start to like wonder like okay what is what is the problem or you know like why am i not seeing and again i try and be as realistic as possible with my expectations like i don't you know i'm not like hey man i need to have 80000 spotify listeners like bloody wood you know that's not a that's not i'm like okay i had 550 you know when the album comes out i'd like to get to a thousand and i'd like to maybe stay at thousand two thousand move up to 500 more after that and grow from there and that is where you know i i i struggle and then because i guess of the the work i do i end up just sitting at home and i'm literally spending eight hours just scrolling on facebook thinking of the next post to make you know what can i do to promote the ep what can i do to promote the songs etc 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 so i mean it's just it, i guess it kind of then becomes this thing where if you're sitting on twitter for so long you post something cuz you're just like man how do i make a sale happen right now like what can i do like how many times can i post the same tweet right how, how many times can you post like old pictures or yeah like things, and, right? yeah and i mean i like there's a reason that i i post so much and i post so many different things and i try everything from questions to throwbacks to uh to rants to whatever you know and it's i mean and social media is also not making it easy you know unfortunately i don't i don't think i am an artist that is uh like a, a bloody wood for example where there is a rabid fan base that just consumes and goes out there and just you know spreads their music as well you know so that they can relax a little bit more probably like you know i don't know i don't know maybe maybe i don't know Do you so think that I- do you think this kind of fan base that you speak about that Bloodywood has now do you think you had it like say 10 years t- 10 years 20 years back when no. when Raz was happening when when Resurrection was happening when Frozen Portrait was like the almighty song of the Indian metal scene etc etc No you know what we never did I don't think we ever did we had we had a we had a dedicated fan base at every given point I I think we were like the gateway band for people so it's like we listen to DR we get into Indian metal and then oh we realize oh Bayanak Moth and Scribe are better so you know forget forget this band like literally like cuz I remember like me and Mephisto our constant you know thing used to be man everybody just comes up to us and says respect DR bro respect really like yeah. respect bro And, and you'll see it, dude. Like you, you if you see any of the NH sevens, and I know at that point in time we threw quite a, we tried to throw it not a tantrum, but like we definitely tried our best to you know alter the slots that we used to be given to kind of get a good slot. But literally, no matter what happened, every time we played with like BM and Scribe, you would see the venue packed for BM and Scribe, and whenever DR was on, it would be like half or quarter. you know and i i guess on on some level that is also just the the fact that we don't make uh, you know that groovy kind of metal that that goes down well with people you know there's no it's jump, it's blast like, it's jump the, blast it's, it's not jump the fuck up music <laughs> yeah, yeah but i mean it's it is what it is okay yeah. cool. 
um let's talk about um holocene termination um what did you want to achieve with this ep well um i actually <laughs> so it's a funny story i guess it's a, i can give you the exclusive wow so, so yes. i i actually started working on an album as soon as i finished the last reptilian warrior and i got some musicians together and uh, unfortunately that was taking a lot of time to okay. actually come together so i was like you know what while i'm waiting for this album Wait, to come, which musicians like you talking like indian people local people are you talking like had you reached no, out to foreign musicians really, already etc yeah, yeah yeah similar people to who i currently work with and who i worked with on the uh, on the previous record as well so i i, I don't want to name any names right now because then i'll lose this okay, but there, but there is there was something there was an album in the works and it was taking a lot of time because musicians are busy musicians have things to do i couldn't find some of the musicians that i wanted to work with but i had certain ideas so that that project was taking way too long so i was like okay you know what let me work on another ep let me work on something else meanwhile because i got time so i started working on this ep and uh, then this ep was taking too much time because i could not find few of the pieces i needed to finish the ep the way i wanted it and so then i did and this too shall pass last year wait did so that this you started actually couple of years ago the process of writing new music started the moment the last reptilian warrior was recorded and wow. and and yeah once it was once the work was done on that and it was and it was released i started writing songs i started getting in touch with musicians but the album that i was working on could not finish it so i said okay let's start another one with less songs because then that will be hopefully easier to finish quicker <laughs> <laughs> started that but that also took long so i was like fuck it i'm going to do a s- album where i play everything so i'm not waiting for any musician to give me files or to you know have space in their schedule to record my stuff so that's why last year i did and this two shall pass and then i got all my files together and then this year got this ep together and next year you should have some uh, other stuff as well wow cool so i'm, I'm, I'm on glad like that a, yeah on fire i must say yeah like you're yeah. probably the most prolific indian metal musician right at this point i don't know <laughs> no but oh, see th- th- that's this thing right like this this dude sahil why is it this sahil on twitter man i am not supposed to give away everything right now no. <laughs> no, 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 no it's not about it's not about you giving away everything right now it's just like like this sahil seems so confident about his music this sahil doesn't seem like he's clutching for straws for and asking for people to download or get, or buy the music but this sahil like is said, just yeah but that's what i'm saying like like this sahil doesn't need sales right now this sahil will need sales once the ep is out or once the album is out because <laughs> i got to pay sorry, the musicians yeah. so yeah. so hopefully after well, listening to this episode you get a bunch of more pre-orders I hope so. I mean, see, look again. There are so many factors at play. I mean, every big band is also putting out albums and EPs, and like the music scene is saturated. So I mean, it's yeah, it's oversaturated, it's, man. Completely. I mean, like yeah, literally everybody has an album out. Just this weekend, I think it was Artspire, First Fragment, Bellacore, and like some three other bands as well that put out albums. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 a tough gig for anyone, you know. Yeah, and one of those bands was fucking Limp Bizkit who put out an album that came out yeah. of nowhere, and and idiots like me 
striving for the back for the good old days etc looking for nostalgia listen to the fucking limbiscuit album can, can you things. imagine Ad- anumesh found his like baseball hat and put it on oh wow <laughs> <laughs> i kid i kid but uh, yeah tell, tell us more about this i mean because like obviously like you've not like talked about this before and you're giving us the exclusive so like tell us about this entire because like last year you put out this too shall pass yeah and now this year you, in there so what was happening in the last year uh, in there other than just waiting for these musicians yeah i was taking sense. nolan's advice and not putting myself out there <laughs> so see if it works <laughs> yeah i mean look the thing is i'm i'm just busy man like i i try and keep as busy as i can i i keep having like i've got so many other songs that are also written and they're there and this this like stuff on this computer but unfortunately even like it's just there's only so it's only so fast i can put it out and then you have to yeah. have the whole you have to like like i said you have to give the music the the promotion and the push it deserves otherwise i'll just put up stuff and i mean it'll just like they'll no one listen to it so what's the point then you know like i'll be happy i made it but then i'll be unhappy that nobody else listened to it <laughs> yeah okay. but but here's the thing like i just read and i'm glad at least you don't put out vinyl because someone was saying like if you don't like record and uh, give the vinyl to pre order now you won't get it before 2023 which yeah. is absolutely fucking ridiculous if you it's think about nuts. it right yeah it's absolutely nuts the vinyl market has gone crazy okay no i i, I want to i want to chat with you a little bit more about what you just said about releasing music right etc yeah. uh, etc et and i'm drawing a very weird parallel here actually it's not very weird it's just a separate parallel here i'm going into the world of art right where where artists visual painters etc etc uh, most of them they have a very small small fan base like it's only like a handful of people who will actually pay for their stuff right everybody else is just coming to maybe a gallery observe click a few photographs are they happy owning the poster rather than the actual artwork right What's your ideal here? Would you want to like be considered as an artist with a loyal fan base, or would you want your music to reach out to everyone that can possibly, uh, that 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 you think should possibly own it? I think a- any artist will tell you the same thing. They want their art to be consumed by as many people as possible. At the end mm. of the day, it's it's not like okay. it's not it's not like I'm here like okay, I want to find out how I can reach the most people. What music can I make to satisfy the audience? that's not what you know like i'm not like i'm okay, not saying I'm, you do th- i'm not saying you're doing that nah, please no, no, don't I'm get saying, me wrong there no no i'm not i'm not i'm just saying like like any artist wants their art to be consumed even those with a loyal following of whatever number they all want growth and any artist who tells you otherwise is lying it's a guarantee you know yes you can su- survive and you can manage with a small fan base like and especially we're talking about art like paintings and all first of all every smaller piece has a much higher value than music does any which way so it can survive probably with that yeah. you know similarly less yes uh, you know it would be awesome if i had say 1000 lo- loyal fans who i knew were going to buy the the uh, ep or <laughs> you, whatever you read the kevin kelly article right why every yeah, every every third uh, youtuber who teaches you how to grow your band artists will tell you this 1000 loyal fans following is what you're looking for and and while that's great like that is what will be able to help you keep making the music you know which is what my crowdfunding was kind of yeah. doing but yeah. but i 
again i always crowdfunded much less money than i actually needed but it was a good enough sort of bank thing to bank on so i mean every artist will be happy to have that sort of fallback net that i know i have 1000 2000 1500 200 200 loyal fans who are going to buy everything i put out but at the end of the day everybody wants to reach more people and everybody would love to do it without compromising their art you know hmm because the first advice you anyone will give you when you say like i'm not reaching people or whatever will be you you need to write different music or you need to try something different but the fact is dj are, sahil <laughs> not even dj it'll no, be like no. or, yeah. it'll be like maybe write more current stuff maybe have more modern influences whatever the the fact is whether you are playing the most old school thrash or the most old school death metal or the most modern metal there is an audience for all these yeah when you when you peak at that audience then like when you if you are a death metal band and you have literally reached every single death metal fan in existence and you know sold them your music then you can say okay now i need to change because this is where the cap or the cut off is you know like then i understand you're like yeah okay i need to change you know like where metallica went maybe where you know where with justice they had <laughs> reached a point where they could probably not sell any more beyond that but something like the black album followed by load reload broke their market out into the hard rock category and all but that's different that's a level that we are not even going to be able to achieve in 100 years if we kept making music but would like to reach somewhere on the way you know hmm okay let let's segue into a track which which one you want us to play why don't you play the latest single and epoch of degradation with christoph uh, and anton fantastic okay.
So here we are, we're talking to Sahil Makhija, aka The Demon Stealer, about his new EP, The Holocene Termination, on which he's got a smorgasbord of musical guests and guest musicians, sorry, not musical guests, guest musicians. Um, were you fans of all these people that you wanted to get? Yeah, I, I don't approach people who I, who, whose ability I'm not a fan of, you know. I, I only approach musicians whose work I actually like and, and I listen to. Okay, for an absolute lay music fan, uh, break down this process for us, na? Like, w- what does it take? Just a simple email to get things going? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it takes an email or a Facebook message or an Instagram DM, uh, depending on how popular the musician is. You know, uh, you'll get a reply uh, based on that. You know, so if they're really popular on Instagram uh, or Facebook, it's probably harder to reach them because uh, you know it'll go into their spam folder or something. But an email generally works. Hmm. Okay. And now let's 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 try and break down, or at least what I want to try and understand is from the. Um, Again, from an audience point of view, when you hear that you're collaborating with people from Flesh Core Apocalypse or Six Feet Under, right? There's this like, oh my God, he's fucking collaborating with somebody from Six Feet Under and Flesh Core Apocalypse, right? Um, is it as cool for them to be collaborating with Demon Stealer or somebody from Demonic Resurrection as it is for uh, for us as just like fans from India? I guess that's a question only they can answer, but I'm going to assume it's not. <laughs> I mean, most of them probably don't have a clue who I am, you know, or they know me as the guy who keeps hiring drummers, you know. But At so least I must, I must ask, what's the thing with drummers, Sile? Let's be honest. Like, like I said, some people buy sports cars, I hire drummers. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, like, see, you did an entire album with like... Uh, George Colias, right? Which was yeah. fucking awesome. And yeah. uh, then you did, uh, who else? Then I think you had Louis The Rando. Last Reptilian uh, yeah. Warrior. And her Louis Rando, I did the single with Louis and with Dan Presland as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I'm trying to understand. Why drummers? Why not like get, a, you know, a lead guitarist or different lead guitarists on your track? Or, or I, is it I just have... the way you write the music? No, I guess I just love drums, man. Like, I, I guess something along the way, like, I mean, I always enjoyed playing the drums. That's why I was the drummer in Reptilian Death. And mm. I've always been fascinated with blast beats and fast drumming. And since I could do neither of those myself as good as I would like, I guess I always looked up to other drummers. And, you know, uh, and in India specifically, there have been almost n- like, no drummer that can reach the levels I sort of, you know, like, like a George Coleus, you know, who I like, like, I, I love Viru to death. He's an incredible drummer, but even he can't play George Coleus' stuff. Like he oh, can't play that. Two, yeah. Like he can't play that 280 BPM, but that's not his drumming, you know? So for me, it's just like those musical ideas that I would like to do. I've I've never found a drummer in India who can do it. You know, there are drummers who play fast now. Like there is, you know, uh, Aaron and and Mihir Bende was there for a time. But like with the recording setup, with the chops as like that level, I mean, even they'll tell you they're not at, at the George Coleus level, you know. So I, I guess now, obviously, maybe in the next, you know, couple of years, there will be more extreme metal drummers. But like in India, drumming, a metal drummer has no future. 
so they like if they are doing music full time they have to move over to bollywood or some commercial thing so at the end of the day their extreme metal drumming is never going to be you know on par with anyone abroad who can actually make a living doing this hmm so at the end of the day it's just like i was like yeah man i want to just someday have like these drummers play on my stuff and i love playing drums myself so like it's just yeah i just got fascinated with with it hmm okay so when you reach out to these musicians and then you get them on board you hire them to start to essentially collaborate with you um do you give them their parts as such or do you get them to do the parts that you want them to do what's the, what's like the briefing process like right so i mean it's it's kind of been different for each album but I, as much as possible i try and give them a blank canvas to work with so that they can i i feel that way that they're not bound by any parts that i have written or any pre uh pre programmed ideas so to speak you know then they can really kind of be creative with it and then we can discuss you know whether that creativity works for the song or you know what i was thinking or what i was not thinking you know mm Hmm. So I I I yeah I think pretty much for all my solo stuff I've I've given them uh, just a guitar track and said just you know put what you think will work and then we'll take it from there. So essentially it's like hiring a a freelancer or a gig worker. Yeah I mean it look it it is it is work for hire at the end of the day you know. Like I mean they they are creatively involved to some extent but they are I mean they are all paid a sessions fee for the work. and i i think when you approach people with that directly i think if there are a lot of musicians who are like how do i collaborate forget collaborate think of how can who's available for sessions work all you have to do is send a message saying hey are you available for sessions work when are you free if you do sessions work and what do you charge for a song and that's it like then they'll reply because it's work it's business you know Hmm. And so, then of course so, you can become friends in the process and all that you know that's a different thing. So wait, is Ke- I must ask because I'm a fan. Is Kevin Tully been part of your list? Not yet. I listen. I have a list of hundred drummers. I'm not even down to fifty of them. Derek so, Roddy. Like now I'm just gonna go Derek Roddy. <laughs> I mean he's he's on the list. <laughs> have I reached Derek Roddy on the list yet? I don't know. But but he's on the list. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So I mean you did get uh, George Colias right and from your existing uh, guest musicians and of course now you've already told us of the album so I must ask you about that other than George Colias right which of the musicians like when they responded to your email or dm on instagram where you were like oh fuck this is real now i need to make this shit happen and like there i think almost like most of them because i like First of all, by the way, there's a cool story for you. So, actually, the album which George Colias played on was supposed to be uh, him only playing on two songs. Actually, that was my original plan. Okay. Like, like I did the ra- last Reptilian Warrior with multiple drummers, like five drummers. That album, I actually was like, uh, George, can you play two songs? And I was going to get another bunch of drummers to do all the other songs. And George actually was like, No, man, I want to do the full album if if I do it. and that's why he did the full album I was like okay cool george wants to play on my full album me george can play on my full album <laughs> so going to say no to that right <laughs> yeah and um uh, i guess i guess krim when krim replied i was i was like quite happy uh you know cuz i i think when i wrote to him he was he had just kind of like he had done you know decapitated he was joining septic flesh so his profile was quite high you know um 
so i was i was like yeah quite quite excited when he wrote back saying yeah sure you even when i mean all of them actually like like i guess so from from the drummers like kevin was always advertising that he was available for dr- sessions drumming you know so i i knew that like i knew he would would take up the work if it was you know fitting but like krim never post saying i'm available to do sessions work so it was like you have to like okay will he do it you know is he available so that was i guess why maybe you know it was little more like oh wow krim has replied and said yes he'll he'll play you know yeah i mean that that's cool i mean like krim just uh played on harikiri for the sky album right and that's a fucking yeah. kirkila album we really yeah. enjoyed it Um, yeah he's done quite a bit of sessions work actually like is is that he doesn't really advertise it because his main gig is still septic flesh you know true 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 but but tell tell us what like getting uh, a lead guitarist on on this and by the way i must that's such a fucking killer video like was did you actually plan that out like the whole hair and bit and all <laughs> no no that's all nick nick i think uh, so nick posts a lot on this group that uh, i'm part of technical death metal sharing group and okay. uh, in fact he had shot him when i first ran into him on that group and then <laughs> over t- yeah over like 3 years or 2 years he grew his hair and then he bought a fan and all his videos he had his fan in fact i think he just got the lighting set up before he shot that video because he doesn't like like he was like yeah he was just like okay cool i'll do the video because he does like normally his phone videos in his you know bedroom and uh, yeah but it was like awesome that he did it, it just looked really cool yeah, yeah, yeah i mean i i honestly thought that was like the whole marketing thing in there right like this is how we're yeah. going to kind of go for no, it no no that's uh, all natural that's all his this is personality there <laughs> mm. awesome. okay cool so since we're talking videos right i'm going to get into promotions and merchandise and that aspect of 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 music as such or the music business as such um now you've been someone who's been doing all, all of this collateral marketing or promotions as such for a really long a long time now you had a podcast you had a vlog uh you've had your own forums uh everybody remembers and still appreciates and i still welcome the emails um because it, frankly and and of course now on twitter like that's the only space where i'm getting my metal news as such uh these days with this ep is there anything new that you are trying out or that you've learned in terms of the promotion bit i mean there's nothing new per se but um, you know i just hired a better pr company or a bigger pr company rather you know not necessarily better or anything but like definitely like a a, a more well known pr company to handle uh, the pr for me um, in terms of you know the the visuals i try and do a sort of play through video for every song that's kind of been my a uh, signature thing you know i uh, started that with the last reptilian warrior uh, album and uh, it's it's i think that's going to continue basically with demon steel and that's kind of going to be the thing for demon stealer is putting out a uh, play through style video for every song that i have guest musicians on or at least as many as possible you know for mm. each release um and and as always you know i i try and get good artists to do the artwork and to make some unique merchandise where possible and basically whatever is whatever is doable for me i i try and do you know to give people who are interested in the music a good kind of package that they can uh, get hmm but now of course like especially the last few years you're getting a lot of data in return right right so is there any startling data that you can share with us like 
are people in macau listening to your music um no i mean it's the same places there's not been like 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 i said my growth has not been very like so i can't really share any like you know crazy data because my curve like i told you is kind of been mm. like this only so my data is pretty much the same as before you know but you- i must add uh, i mean while you're saying that right you the merch is kind of cool because i saw like a couple of days ago you posted the picture of the father and son wearing yeah. like your latest album and that's cool right i mean like Dude, if- i was like i just had a look i was on your bandcamp earlier and i had a look mm. at the at the international store fuck like you name the product you've got it on there like jean simmons ka store hai kya ye aur jean simmons you want a, you want a yoga you. mat anumesh this yoga mat also really. yeah, <laughs> just see the options it's 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 outstanding and it's great that you're being able to do this yeah. um i i really think that's that that's awesome and i forgot the question that i was going to go with so i'll um, i'll ask that so tell me about it i mean like coming back to the father and son wearing your right. album artwork right because i think that's really cool and that's like awesome i remember going to like international music festivals and yeah. you know you'd see like international bands have like kid sizes and now you know you're doing it but yeah t- take us back at least the last couple of years that you've been doing a variety of merch has there been yeah. a moment where you know you, someone sent you a picture wearing your merch or using your merch like i bought your coffee mug i love that but uh, anything that makes you go like wow yeah i mean mostly it's like people sending me photos of them and their kids wearing the the demon sealer merch which is like just wow that's really epic like i think it was it started with uh, uh one of our fans jason he was actually he started he was, he's a dr fan as well and he's like you know i'm having a kid do you have any like dr onesies and i'm like uh, no but you know let me just go on to uh, you know t so the, the the beauty of technology and the internet is that now we have access to companies like teespring where all my yeah. merch is which is a print on demand service and they do merch uh, and they're tied in with youtube basically hmm. so when you reach a certain level on youtube you can have something called a merchandise shelf below your channel so if you come to my channel you can see merch there and all this merch is print on demand so you place an order they will then print it and they will then send it to you yeah now there are yeah yeah so i mean while there are pros and cons of this the fact is it allows people like me to put up merch at no investment because if i had to do any of this stuff and print in bulk it none of this would exist there would exist 200 or 250 t-shirts from small to 3xl and that is it you know like we did yeah. in the past and now even with with red wolf they are able to do print on demand so there's never a stress of like i have to make so many t-shirts and sell so many t-shirts and i have to do any of this it's like i can put the you know, merch you, up you know this reminding me of sail the days wow. where your room used to be basically dr merch <laughs> like yeah. everywhere you looked was boxes of I various know. kinds like I, i i'll never forget this and this is a very distinct memory you probably remember uh i'd come over to your place and i think this was the time either it was i think it was return to darkness was releasing and mm-hmm. you and a friend your friend was basically sitting and packing each of the orders to send out to everyone oh yeah i had a whole street team dude Like I had ten, at ten to thirteen people who I would send boxes of twenty five, twenty five CDs to, and they would sell it for me in their city or whatever. 
Yeah. And then that's the thing, right? Like everyone thinks like the glamorous, like being a metal musician is glamorous and all. And then you <laughs> kind of see you doing that. I think if any of them have read my status messages in the last 20, 20 years, they know that it's not glamorous. I think I've, I've been more than vocal about that, you know? Hmm. I think everyone gets that now. Yeah. Yeah. Like those, those days as such in the scene when that, that reality of as such has been accepted by everyone who's stepping into the scene as such, unless yeah. you're an absolute like new kid coming onto the block. Yeah. And you learn it pretty quickly any which way now, because I think, You know, back then I was one guy selling merch. Now every band is selling merch, every, and they know yeah, everyone has it. It's so easy these days. Yeah, and that's a good thing. You know, like it is. It is it absolutely is. Yeah. So wait, then I must. Sorry, I'm going to continue on this merch thing. What's one piece of merch Demonic Resurrection or Demon Slayer has not released as yet? Swimsuits. Yeah, we've not done swimsuits. We've not done uh, underwear. We've not done bras. We've not done. Uh, no, I uh, meant like something that you wanted to do. <laughs> that's oh, something. vinyl. I mean, I don't know. Vinyl counts as more, but I really want. I would love to have all my music available on vinyl for people. You know, yeah. like that. That would be really, really awesome. Um, I mean, if you're talking about non. Oh yeah, of course. If you're talking about non, like music merch, then I would love to have a. a demonic resurrection or a demon stealer coffee like oh, a signature nice. coffee like behemoth has you know or even like pasta like flesh god of apocalypse has <laughs> oh yeah behemoth has coffee yeah, yeah behemoth yeah. has coffee Dude, and all everyone that. has coffee or oh, everyone oh, i mean or i wish you beer. Would... i would love a beer also a cider yeah the beers <laughs> and the wines thing and all that i that i know of but <laughs> yeah yeah coffee was okay Cool. Yeah, yeah demon, demonic tandoori masala we can start with. <laughs> Why not? Right? And demonic yeah. sauce. Yeah. There is the hot sauce from India. No it's need for hot sauce. I'm a spice boy. So demonic tandoori masala or tikka masala. See if exhumation was still around in honor of their track could have like tandoori, tandoori chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I think in in their case more more like they'd actually bring a chicken out at the show and give like people after the songs over here like cow some tandoori chicken. <laughs> Massacres, huh? So I remember the question that I wanted to ask you at that point in time. Um, all the things that you that like in terms of growth, in terms of you know, uh, getting more music out there, etc., etc. All of that jazz. Why not go the record label or the distribution label? That kind of a path now wouldn't it make things a bit easier? Or is there too much that you have to give up for that to happen? The question is not whether or not I'll give up stuff. The question is who's going to sign me. Hmm. The thing is, it's I. I'm still a nobody. Like, I. I have, I have all. I have like enough rejection emails or unreplied emails from many labels over the years. So, I think I've just realized that it's better to do it myself right now because I'm. I don't fit with any label. Every label that I've written to has never replied, or they're not interested, and they've been very clear about that. So you know, I mean, why why waste my time and and you know, like it's quite depressing to get a you know like a stream of rejection emails or not to get a reply at all, which is even worse. So I guess at some point it's just yeah, like yeah. like you know, I can do it on my own. As long as people pre-order honestly, like for me, that's it. I want to reach a point where I can. I can put out an EP or an album, and I and I know I'll get at least six, seven, eight thousand dollars worth of pre-orders, so that my costs are covered, and I can 
you know do more on the next ep or the album that's that's all i i'd really like to achieve at this point to start with you know hmm so which kind of brings me to i mean and i don't know how much you can kind of disclose about this but uh demonic resurrection at one point was on candlelight right you let kind of license the album uh, for a certain period of time and then you finally got the rights back right and you yeah. put it up like for our listeners who kind of don't get you know the whole thing being signed to a label versus being independent what's the kind of difference you've seen at least in streaming money since then money is terrible see look there are pros and cons to labels at the end of the day a label is only as good as the amount of effort it invests in you in yeah. in terms of time promotion money sometimes you are you are a small band on a big label it's no point you could get signed to nuclear blast and you could be the lowest priority which case you're probably better off being you know one of five bands on some small obscure label that's going to put in way more effort and time into you reply to your mails and and just push you as a band you know and uh, like i i was on universal also like for distribution and stuff and i just realized like whatever like i'm doing there like whatever i thought whatever idea i had that a label can do for me as an artist it none of it happened like yeah, i didn't I com- get a I, i was talking candlelight i completely forgot about universal india yeah you were yeah. actually on there yeah like honestly universal music was there was only one goal with that entire deal for me because i was like for years people have said oh i'm in this small town i don't have cash some some excuse or the other indian metalheads always made for why they can't buy albums or whatever and universal music would take out the fact that like take out any excuse anyone had to buy it because it would be available everywhere and that did not change the sales figures in any way so it showed me that basically whether i'm on universal whether the album is available in shops or in online or whatever this is the the capacity of the indian metal scene like you are going to sell 1000 cds if you are mm. lucky that's it it's not going to change it's not like suddenly you'll sell 5000 because the availability is there no the fact is whether it's available or not those who want to buy end up buying it yeah so it was i think at the time also where like cds were i mean cd how many when is the last time like someone has actively bought more than 10 12 cds right so it was also at that time in there yeah. and streaming was just kind of getting in i think like i remember using spotify on a vpn i think that was yeah but uh, i i think the number of people that are streaming then was really i think it was pretty much torrents for everyone like, yeah, yeah 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 okay cool so as we begin to wind things down now um sahil i think this is a question that that we've asked to earlier on your earlier appearances on the pod too but what keeps you going man music it's the music itself like you like i said i make the music for myself i make the music because it makes me happy uh i enjoy isn't that enough no and why is it not enough because like i said everyone who makes music at the end of the day they want people to listen to their music as much as you make it for yourself you do want an audience to listen to it and when you put 21 years of your life into making that music you want you want there to be something to show for it at the end of the day like you know um it's i'm happy that i made the music i'll never regret it but at the same time i'm never going to stop wanting more for my music you know it's it it defeats the purpose for me then it has to be both you know if i ever lose the love for making music i'll stop and then the other thing won't matter you know yeah 
but here's the thing i want to ask you and you've been quite uh, cryptic about this so here's your time to spill the beans and i'm on the page so you can't lie and delete statuses which says uh, this is on the demonic resurrection group it says it's good to feel the sound of keyboards over heavy riffs and this was a few days ago and the one today which is a few hours ago says you are not ready for what is coming extreme wtf reaction is expected come on yeah, tell us um, so i can tell you that there is something brewing in demonic resurrection and it's not more merchandise <laughs> it is it is actual music uh, yes you will you will hear new demonic resurrection music and uh, i i'm expecting a lot of shock and um, confusion and yeah i i i i'm just getting people ready to like brace for let's what? be honest like i still remember listening to dash avatar or the single from dash avatar where you had the sitar and i knew like the moment i heard that i was like fuck this is going to get like a lot of like what the fuck so is it like on that scale of what the fuck where would you place it uh no i see the thing with uh, with with dash avatar was the what the fuck was very good <laughs> it was like okay. what the fuck that's awesome dude like sitar and metal great but what are really well yeah i agree yeah yeah and and i'm very proud of what 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 we did on that uh, album but if anyone is expecting anything from dashavtar to carry forward whether it is the uh, mythology or the indian instruments or any of that stuff they're in for a lot of disappointment nice because that chapter is is shut for me like completely and i've said it on a few live streams and stuff as well There must have been about five people who heard me say it, but yeah, that's that chapter is shut, and I don't think I will explore it anytime in the near future as well. Cool. Alrighty then, we've kept you for almost an hour now. I think it's about time that we let you get back to your busy, hectic life and planning uh, your next meal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not really. I'm, 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 yeah, but I, I'm genuinely excited to hear about whatever's happening with DR. Uh, yeah. yeah and like i hate to say it but the respecting is true you know yeah i know i know it's true like and it's okay like it's nothing you can do about it but like it's just like me and mephisto should be like it's great everyone respects it, but we just wish more people would listen to the music like that's what's important like we're okay if nobody respects us but as long as they're listening to the music and they love the music that's what matters you know Like as a musician, you want people to hear the music. You want yeah. people to to feel something when they hear it. You want that music to help them through tough times of their life. Basically, what you felt when you listened to your favorite bands, we want people who listen to our music to feel that. Like a good example of what what I dream of is like what you see in the Bloody Wood documentary. Like that's my it. dream. If you have I not seen it. that dream, any musician should be watching that documentary. like it was like man that is everything that i worked 21 years for but i know that i won't have it and that's it's whatever it is it is but i'm happy that they got to experience it you know like people coming to them crying at their gigs and saying your music saved me having tattoos of them like just the the love the support like it's it's unreal like it is what every musician and any musician who tells you they don't want that stuff is lying you all, everybody I wants i don't know that. how many bands how many people want tattoos but yeah. No, no. You, 
Imagine if your fan came to you and said, "Man, look, I tattooed your horns up logo of your podcast because that's what it means to me." Like just hearing you guys have a casual conversation with my favorite musician and the way you guys like, like imagine that feedback you get. Like, <laughs> I I wouldn't I get imagination, but I, yeah, that, that's the thing, right? Like, uh, we knew when we were getting into horns up that that yeah, it's it's whatever. Yeah. Like, that kind of an expectation wasn't even there yeah, okay maybe yeah. with the podcast is different but like imagine some music music even, even musically man even musically like sure i aspire for the riot peddlers and for for like the bands that i play with to to reach the moon but at some level in my head like that expectation or maybe maybe it's just because that's how cynical i am with everything yeah. No, no. So even I'm not saying I'm expecting this. I'm just saying, huh. like, just seeing that I'm like, wow. That I would love that. Like, you know, mm. like that's where I would like to be. Like, imagine, like, yeah, you're not thinking it's possible because you've resigned yourself to okay, cool. I'm in the right peddlers. You know, this is how far I think we can go. Yeah, so even I know, like, okay, man. You know, I'm in DR or I'm Demon Stealer. I know how far I'm going to go. I'm never going to get that success that a bloody good has. But it it would be so awesome if I did. Like, just to like, I can't even imagine what I would do. You know. To some level, I, you do. Is yeah, this I mean, those kind of stories haven't been told, or maybe you haven't heard them? Yeah, maybe. I mean, look, with DR, we've definitely had you know fans that have gone out of their way to do stuff to show us how much you know the music means to them. I'm not saying that like, we've never had any of that, but like when you see it, and especially because Bloodywood packaged it freaking well in that documentary. Yeah, that they did. They did. They did. They did an outstanding job with with that. Yeah. yeah so it it hits you tenfold like that, you know. Like, like I, I don't know if you ever considered this or not, but maybe just a good manager that can try and try and make these things happen. Do, again, does that kind of a man, magical figure exist? No, man, because there's no money in what I do, and that's the thing, right? Like with everything, if you look at with magical, the reason things don't exist is because there's no money. Yeah. Good managers who can take artists to the next level are there when there is money to put food on their plates. The reason none of the managers from the Indian metal scene are managing anyone anymore is because there's no money. Correct. You know, OML managed bands for a bit while they could. I mean, at some point you saw they even left the biggest bands because it's like that's that's not enough money. That's not going to do anything. You know, when you're running a company, so I don't know if if well, I don't comedy think, happened. <laughs> yeah, but they. I mean, even comedy, like comedy has potential. Reached a, and, yeah, it reached a saturation point. I'm guessing already. Right. Yeah, at some point they'll yeah. they'll move on to even bigger things. They might end up managing Bollywood people. Yeah, like at the end of the day, everyone wants growth, right? Like, and and look, I'm open to being managed if ever I have the opportunity and there's somebody who I think can take my music to the next level or who I can work with to do that. Of course, I'll look at it. So on on that note, we've got uh, new uh, new EP coming out in a month. You've got a Demon Steel album coming out and uh, and. Well, I don't know. D- some DR stuff as well. Yes. Some DR single. <laughs> some DR stuff will come out. Some new guitar if you'll hear. You'll hear something. <laughs> yeah. All right. So th- th- thanks, Al. It's always a pleasure talking. No, thanks for having me. It's always my pleasure to be on the podcast. And yeah, plug away, man. <laughs> you, you know, you know what to do. You know this what to do. Yeah, yeah. Just, just go for it. Yeah, if you like the music I play, then go to demonstealer.bandcamp.com to copy, to copy, no, to pre-order your copy of the EP, <laughs> or go to redwolf.in/demonstealer if you live in India. Shipping is free on Redwolf, so knock yourself out. Oh yeah, you heard him right there. 
So why don't you do all that and then come back and tell us how much you liked this conversation or like Sile's music and just the next time you go up to him and meet him at a gig or wherever just don't tell him respect bro actually tell him that yeah. you heard his music and you liked it or maybe you didn't like it he'll appreciate you telling it to him on his face definitely right so yeah. why can you do that you can do that by writing into us at honsupport.com or you can find us on twitter at honsupport i'm on twitter at asmohani i'm at trend crusher sahil you're at at the demon stealer on twitter yep reach him out there thanks guys honsup honsup honsup